and we are live for a new episode of the Electric Podcast. I am Fred Lambert, your host, and I'm joined by Seth Wintraub. How are you doing today, Seth? I'm good. All right. Uh, I hope you're ready, everyone, because today's show, it's a bit Tesla-heavy. It was a big week for Tesla with the earnings, so a lot of new information coming out and everything. So we're going to focus mostly on that. So if you're not a big fan of hearing about Tesla news, you can skip this one. But if you're not, uh, jump in because we have a lot to discuss. Uh, but we're we going to start before that because I, I didn't write an article about it or anything, but Seth wanted to discuss it because it's clearly deep into his world because it touched both Tesla, sorry about that, touched both Tesla and Apple. Uh, this whole thing coming out right now because Tim Higgins from uh, the Wall Street Journal is coming out with a new book uh, called Power Play. And uh, I, I, have you have you got it yet? No, uh, Tim no. was nice enough to offer to send it to us, yeah. uh, but I guess they he sent it to the LA Times first. So yeah, LA Times got it. They did a quick review, and that, the, the, that's what happens when they promote a new book. Like they send it to a bunch of people, they review it, and they try to pick what are like headline newsworthy stuff uh, to in, in their reviews to like uh, boost uh, marketing for for the book, and it, and of course. LA Time reviewer was uh, Russell Mitchell, who was uh, quite a uh, detractor of Tesla, if you can say that. Um, and uh, he picked all the, the worst stuff about Tesla in it, of course. But the one that cut a lot of the headlines is, uh, is, is the fact that, well, the claim in the book, I'm not, again, this is all from the LA Times review, so we, we, we don't know exactly how it's framed in the book, but... Uh, because, of course, they don't disclose all your, their sources and everything. But it lays out the uh, saying that basically Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, uh, a few years back, reached out to Tesla to buy Tesla and called directly Elon Musk. They have a direct phone conversation with Elon Musk in which he uh, proposed that Apple would buy Tesla. And apparently Musk was receptive to the idea. But then he said that he wanted to be CEO, and 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 this like this is almost like verbatim in the like the, the the book claims to have like a transcript of it basically because he says Elon responded, okay, but I'm CEO, and then Tim was like, yeah, I have no problem you saying CEO of Tesla, and then Elon is like, no, I want to be CEO of Apple, and then again apparently they have a transcript because they say that Tim Cook literally said f you to Elon. And now this is and then hung up. What? And then hung up. And then hung up too. Yeah. Like they probably have a full transcript of it. But then, so here's what I'm not understanding. This is in the book. Uh, if this is in the book, Tim would have to have like pretty great sources to put that in the book because we already knew about like this story, but in a completely different angle. Because um, first of all, last year. Tim Cook said that he never talked to Elon Musk in his life, never had any contact with Elon Musk. Uh, and then Elon sort of confirmed that by saying that uh, he did re reach out uh, to Apple at some point to buy for them to buy Tesla. So it would be the other way around, not Tim Cook reaching out to Tesla, but Elon Musk reaching out to Tim Cook. But then uh, Elon said that Tim Cook never took his call. And he also backed uh, the idea from Tim Cook that uh, they never talked, never communicated anything. So, so I don't know. And now, now this is all coming out, and Elon is using that to discredit uh, the whole book. Basically, is, is that your angle? Though, so yeah, yeah, the good, yeah, the good point earlier when we were talking about it off air. You said that uh, he called it boring too, which uh, that's a, that, that's a Trump move. 
And, yeah. you know, Trump's always doing that when he doesn't want you to read a book or, you know, watch something. And it's a good angle because what, what, what is worse than reading a boring book? Like, like even me, who like who is looking for information about Tesla, there's a new book about it that apparently have sources. I would want to read it. But if you tell me it's boring, I'm going to stay away from it. Yeah. So uh, it does seem like, like I want it to be true because it's salacious. And it's like, that would be really <laughs> hilarious to be a fly on the wall in that kind of conversation. But there's a lot of stuff that really doesn't make sense. Like, doesn't if 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 Elon Musk is going to Apple and saying "rescue us" because that's the position they were in at this point, then he's probably not in a position, even for Elon, to to demand to be the CEO of Apple. There's no leverage whatsoever. Yeah, he's completely in 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 the losing side of it. Um, right. Yeah. So that that to me doesn't seem like. I could see Elon, you know, in a different time, in a different place, demanding that. I could see, uh, I don't know if Tim Cook really swears that much, but, um, you know, if if somebody had said that to Tim Cook, I'm sure he would feel like saying that. So it's, it's not beyond the realm of possibility when you think about it, but there's a couple, like, deeper things that really don't make sense and and... So I think it's probably BS. And the way that Tim in subsequent tweets framed it, it was more like this was the, you know, the banter. This is like the legend or this is like the story going around Tesla. Yeah, you said that. You said this, this, this was a story going around Tesla back when they were like trying to launch them all X in 2015 or something. But right. here, here's the thing. Like you, you, it sounds like you had a transcript of that thing. Like you're, you're, you're seeing like quoting what they were saying. So like this this is more than a story a little bit. But the, the biggest thing to me that making um, that, that makes me think that this is this is not accurate is like from from Tim Cook's point of view, like Tim Cook's in this whole thing looks like the the dum the dum here, in my opinion, like especially in in retrospect now like if in 2015 uh elon musk reached out to you to buy tesla for a few billion dollars uh, with a apple with 200 million dollars in the bank uh you go for it <laughs> a smart it would, be, it would have been a very smart business business move in hindsight um but Tim Higgins just handed in like a great reason not to do it. Of course, the only reason not to do it would be that you have this crazy CEO that's telling you that he wants to be not only CEO of Tesla, but Apple too. Then that would be a good reason to kill the deal. Like, no, dude, I'm not going to let you be CEO of a completely unrelated company because of it. Um, but this is not happening right now. Like Tim Cook says, I never talked to the guy. So yeah, I tend to believe that. Yeah, I mean, there could have been some overtures like, you know, Tim's people and Elon's people, like, you know, they were, I mean, M&A people were probably like, hey, Elon's willing to sell Tesla, but he wants to be, you know, whatever. And maybe Tim Cook didn't respond to that. And that was an FU to Elon. So, you know, some like I'm trying to like kind of walk it back. This could be real, but um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's just salacious and it's kind of fun to think about, but it's probably not really based in much reality. Um, speaking of salacious, uh, we should really briefly talk about uh, Trevor Milton, uh, who oh, yeah. got indicted today. Yeah, your mic sounds better now, by the way. Um, yeah, thanks, Shane. Uh, yeah, I just fixed it. Yeah, the two, uh, I wasn't going to discuss it much, but already two people in the comments are asking for it. So I guess we can talk about it real quick. But uh, yeah, Trevor Milton, the, the founder of Nikola Motors, 
uh, it was indicted this week on three counts of uh, fraud over over all the the false claims he made about uh, their electric trucks and their fuel cell trucks. And uh, it's basically, I mean, it's basically the Heidenberg report. I mean, I, I watched the yeah. uh, I watched the, the the press conference from the the federal prosecutors in, in New York, and the, the the case that they laid out was basically Heidenberg's case. If you don't know, Heidenberg is like a short-selling uh, firm in, in that, uh, that that targets companies where they, they they believe there's fraud, and then they release a very well-researched reports on on them. And they make and, the money by shorting the company. Yeah, yeah, and I, I hope that they are making good money on on that on that short because their their research was very good. And and um and yeah, now now uh, <laughs> now uh, to be to give both sides of the story here. Uh, Milton came out with well, his, his defense team came out with a statement. He did plead not guilty after after surrendering to the authorities, and now he's out on bail on a hundred million dollar bail that he was able to put against some some big properties that he bought through selling some of his stocks that you managed to sell through pumping the hell out of the stocks with those claims, those clearly false claims. Uh, so that's that's crazy that he was able to use that to uh, um, to his advantage here. But uh, yeah, he, he basically said that it was an attack by the government on green technologies <clears throat> and on entrepreneurship too, because of course Milton is a great entrepreneur uh, with a bunch of failed business until Nikola that's built on lies, but still great entrepreneur. And um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and he even said that every every entrepreneur, every executive, every executive in, in America should be horrified by this this uh investigation and, and, and those charges uh and i agree with i agree that if if you're an executive in america and you see those charges you should be horrified especially if you have a tendency to to fake videos about your working prototype by rolling down hills if if you're one of those ceos you should definitely be horrified uh if not though you should you should be okay you can sleep at night i think i think that that I think that lawsuit that uh, those charges shouldn't. That be had to be the easiest. Like you know, the the federal prosecutors were probably just like, "Oh, here's here's our work for us." Hindenburg oh, yeah. did it, and uh, like I'm surprised it took as long as it did. And even more surprising, Nikola, the company, is still worth like six billion dollars. It's crazy to me. Like, what is? Yeah. I mean, I guess they have. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, like I don't, something. I don't want to throw the whole company under the bus because I know there's great talents there. Like, like they, they hire like legit engineers that are working on, on real products and everything. And I'm not, of course, I'm not the biggest fan of of fuel cell hydrogen. I, I, I don't think it's uh, I think it's a great solution. Uh, for for semi trucks, it makes more sense than for uh passenger cars for sure. But even then, I think that batteries are just improving at a fast enough pace that by the time you have any kind of meaningful hydrogen distribution infrastructure put in place clean hydrogen too it's a, which is not the case right now we don't have that uh i think the batteries will just surpass the, the the use case and the economics so much that it won't be worth it so i think in, in that sense it doesn't make it doesn't make much sense but but to be fair to nicola they're also working on battery electric trucks uh, and technically hydrogen is, is an electric truck it's just that the electricity is produced through fuel cells but uh the, the, a lot of the technology is, is is similar uh yeah so uh so there there is some value in the company five six billions though i agree that the, it's 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 insane it's insane it, it says a lot about the market right now uh, right but yeah ultimately though 
I think this this prosecution is going to be great. Not not just great to uh, to like remove a, a clearly toxic toxic guy in a community like 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 Trevor Milton, but to uh, uh, to just put everyone on notice in the investment space in the EV investment space right now because uh, like we we've talked a lot about the, all those SPAC deals. There's been there's been SPAC boom, which is which is good because it brought a lot of money into uh, electric vehicles, and that money some of that money is being used in the right way. To, to advance the the cause, but uh, it also attracted it, it make it make the whole space very noisy, and it attracted a lot of uh, of people fraudster like, like Milton to take advantage of, of that and, and make some money, and yeah. uh, now people know that people are watching and you 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 not you have to be careful, uh, so that that's the positive of it I guess. Right. All right. Should we talk about real news? <laughs> real news. Sure. Let's let's jump in. So Tesla on Monday they released their earnings for the Q2 2021, and good on them because they beat the expectation on Wall Street on both revenue, with a, a, a nice little juicy, just shy of twelve billion dollars for the quarter, and a big beat on profit with uh, one forty-five uh, per share. I think the 194 was what uh, Wall Street is expectation. So like that, this is like a 50% beat. It's great, in uh, about like a 400 million dollar uh, beat on on revenue. A lot of good news. A great gro gross margin on the automotive business. Of course, uh, I would have expected that with all the price increases in the U.S. Uh, the um, the cash balance went down, but that's because they had a big uh, repayment of debt. So still, that's good news. Tesla is uh, improving the balance sheet, and they still have sixteen billion dollars cash. So it's not there's nothing to worry on that front. Uh, I think I think the um, but here was happened like everything I just said. You think hey, this is like great quarter. Tesla stock was gonna sh is gonna rise, uh, but to be fair, it did today and in yesterday. But right after this was released, it didn't because. Um, a lot of the other things that were released around the earnings that weren't directly related to to Tesla's financial performance that quarter weren't that great of uh, of news. Uh, the the biggest one I think that uh, is worrying people is the forty six eighty cell. So Tesla released an update on production. They, they released both an update in the uh, shareholders letter, uh, in which they they released some. They, they said that like uh, they have, they have now successfully validated performance and lifetime of the 4680 cell produced in the at the cattle facility at their power plant in Fremont uh, but they, they say that um, the field I'm quoting here field quality and yield are viable levels so that it means that they are viable cells but our focus is now on improving the 10 percent of manufacturing processes that's currently bottleneck production output while substantial progress has been made, we still have work ahead of us before we can achieve volume production. Uh, internal crash testing of our social battery pack with a single piece front casting has been successful. Okay, that, that's good. But it, here's that like the 10% manufacturing or processes that's currently produ uh, production uh, output. Like this is a big deal. Like ten percent sounds not like much of a big deal, but most most often, like it's a small percentage of your production process that requires the most work. Like it's the the most engineering to solve, and um, and Tesla made it clear that they still have a lot of work to do on that front. During the call too, they said that uh, they they are still conf uh, they they still expect that by the end of next year they have a, they're gonna have an annual output of a hundred gigawatt hour. So this this is very 
this very good news. But then what happens between now and then, though? That's that's the big question because we knew that Model Ys at Fremont, uh, not, sorry, not Fremont, uh, Gigafactory Texas and Gigafactory Berlin need those cells. They need the 4680 because those vehicles are supposed to come out with a structural battery pack, which requires those cells. Now, uh, it doesn't look that they're going to have any kind of significant volume production uh, for those by the end of the year. Now, in the call, Elon still said that they, they are aiming for production at both of those facilities by the end of the year. So that's the good news. But at this point, it, because of the situation with the 4680 cells, it doesn't sound like it's going to be any meaningful production. So the market needs to be ready for that. And we were counting on that for Tesla's growth during the second half of the year. So yep. now it looks like Tesla's growth in the second half of the year is going to be somewhat limited. Still some, uh, like there's still optimization in Shanghai, still optimization in uh, in Fremont. But we, we need to be ready for, for, for limitation on that front. Yeah, and... Do you think this is why um, Tesla canceled the Plaid Plus? Yeah, the Plaid Plus for sure was uh, was. But of course, we discussed that before. Like uh, we think that they were also want, wanted to optimize the Plaid. They just wanted right. like people to focus on that, so they probably that too. But yeah, it, so this is resulting in delays in everything now because the the Tesla Semi also needs those cells. So last week we just reported that Tesla on the actual production of Tesla Semi has been making great progress. Drive axle production completed, uh, debugging on the general assembly line. But in order to produce that in any meaningful volume they're going to need those cells and they, they don't have them so they announced that they, they, they were kind of weird on that on what they announced on the shareholders later they said that the launch of the tesla semi program has been pushed to next year so they didn't say production because i assume that tesla is still looking to produce some uh tesla semi for their own use uh they always they always said that they're going to be their first customers their first own customers with the tesla semi program uh, but I assume that by the launch of the program, they mean next year, uh, the customer deliveries, which is which is still a big bummer because we know that a bunch of customers that have like deposit on this since uh, uh, is it 2017, 2018? Uh, 2017, I think. Yeah, I think it was 2017 when it was they started taking. Uh, and and it was supposed to come in 2019, so it's it, it's starting to be a, a, a while now. And of course, there's now there's a bunch of trucks coming behind them too, like the uh, eCascadia from 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 Freightliner. There's Volvo. There's a bunch of them. Daimler. Uh, well, Daimler is Freightliner too, but yeah, they have other other brands. The Efuse, uh, if uh, there's a there's a bunch of them. So none of them is really as long range as the Tesla Semi is claiming to be, but. Uh, not I mean, Nikola. A lot of people are claiming vaporware now, and uh, like Tesla, until they deliver, like they, they are proving them true when they say that. You uh, know what's crazy they... is that whole event. That event was the semi and the roadster, and they were mm -hmm. both supposed to come like by 2020, right? Or 2019 even. 2019 for the Tesla semi, 2020 for the roadster. Yeah. So that event could have been, it could have never happened. And they, they, uh, they wouldn't miss any of their production targets. They would have, you know. Yeah. And the other big one is, is Cybertruck, too, that requires the 4680 cells. And, and Tesla was kind of weird about the Cybertruck during the whole... Uh, uh, so right before the earnings, there was a rumor that uh, the Cybertruck would go into production before the Model Y in and, and Texas, which, uh, I mean, we didn't even report on it because it, it seems uh, far-fetched. 
And the only thing that in the shareholders they, they, they said is like they sort of disproved that rumor. They're saying that we still plan for the Cybertruck to come production in Texas after the Model Y. Uh, but they didn't say the timing. The timing officially, if you go on Tesla's website, it still says by the end of 2021, which is, is increasingly looks less likely and less likely. Uh, but then Tesla was asked twice during the, the conference call about it. They're like, can you update us? Is it still planned for the end of the year? And they couldn't say no. They couldn't say yes. All they said is, again, after Model Y. Uh, but... I mean, the, the way they were talking about it, it's like they said that we they're still in the alpha phase of uh, validation, so they're not they don't even have any better units yet. Um, they, um, they 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 Elon admitted that there's going to be a lot of challenges to bring it to production too. Uh, it's if you look here uh, on this page here, like uh, Tesla keeps updating that uh, little chart here that shows all their production capacity everywhere. And you see in Texas, you have more wine construction. Cybertruck is still in development; it's not even in construction. And that that is supported by drone videos of the of the plant right now. You see the Model Y factory is uh, deep into the activity, but uh, Cybertruck, there's not a lot going on there. So yeah, um, and then again, we go back to the 4680. This this trucks required a 4680, and. Uh, yeah, most of it, the capacity is going to go to the few model Ys that they're going to be able to produce by the end of the year. And that's it, I think. So I think the start of production is going to have to be pushed next year. And now now the big thing is like when volume production is going to be available for the Cybertruck. And I mean, I would be pleasantly surprised if there's any volume production by the end of next year. I was just thinking the same thing, like uh, just with all everything going on. It almost feels like Cybertruck is going to be hard to find in 2022. Like I mean, um, for new orders, we're talking about impossible to find because right. Tesla has like a million <laughs> reservation on it already. Yeah, uh, I wonder if they yeah. still have those. I wonder if... Uh, if it... I mean, it's a hundred bucks. Uh, so uh, I don't know right. like how like, it's uh, that big of a deal. I have two of them. Like, in, <laughs> in a, oh. I, like I'm not really requesting like a refund on any of them really because like it's a hundred bucks. Like... It, and uh, I, I think it's actually if if there's any value to them, of course, we've discussed before that uh, there's not that much value anymore in the reservation for a Tesla because of the unless you're like in California or something. Uh, well, unless you are, I should say, near where it's going to be produced. So in right. this case, it might be Texas, might be better than California. I don't know, though, even though uh, Texas will need to change their law because technically it, I think Tesla might have to like ship their cars out of out Texas of state. Yeah, that's then, crazy. And then deliver them in state for for whatever they sell in Texas. Of course, most of the production coming out of Texas is going to be sold outside of Texas anyway. But, but it's still, crazy, it's, and it's and a big it's, market. It's crazy that Texas. It's crazy that Tesla didn't negotiate something with te with Texas and putting their huge factory there. That I mean, even to, like the fact that they're building this huge factory in Texas, and you still can't really buy a, a Tesla in Texas, the you know the normal way you have to like, you know, buy it online and have it shipped from, and it can't get fixed. It's just like they, Tesla really should have done some better negotiations there. Yeah, I guess well, they had people, Tulsa. Yeah, they, well, they have, they have a few problems on that front. I think, but first of all, I mean. The, 
dealership money goes deep into politics in Texas. Right. So that that's an issue to start with. That's an issue that is hard to fix. But also apparently just, and I'm not an expert in, in Texas law to be fair, but my understanding for talking to people there, like the, the state legislature there is like the meet like they are extremely anti-government like federal government well even like their their own like state government they meet very not very regularly not often for small periods periods of times so they don't it's hard to get things passed in texas apparently so uh like tesla every time they, they try they, like they don't have enough time to get the momentum to get things passed so it's a whole nightmare okay one of the other things that came out during the earnings is elon 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 Elon, I cannot say the word Elon anymore. Sort sort of uh, explain how the opening of the supercharger network is going to happen, and uh, he basically confirmed what we talked about over the last few weeks that it's going to be through the app, uh, and people are just going to manage their charging station through the app with a credit card on there, and they're going to tell like what stall they are in, and uh, they're going to raise electricity there. The the only important new information that came out of that is. Um, we were talking so how is the onboarding going to work in order to be careful on how it's going to affect the traffic on on the network because like if you if you do that if you don't do deals with specific automakers to like oh we're going to onboard like just the Ford Mackie for example then we can we can manage the fleet we know exactly how many Ford Mackie there's out there we know where they are and everything uh if you just say all right you want to use the supercharged network download the app put your credit card on there and go to the charging station of course there, there's still a problem with that though. we're talking here about europe in, in the us is going to have the adapter thing but uh they did say that the adapter is going to be available at the supercharger station so anyone's going to be able to use them too so i think tesla's just going to have to test the adapter with each car first just like every charging station manufacturer tests their charging station with different cars uh, so, so the, nothing, nothing big there. So, how do you manage the the new capacity on the network, the new demand on the network? And Elon said that they're gonna introduce uh, dynamic pricing. So, there's gonna be more dynamic pricing. So, they're gonna increase the price depending on your charge rate uh, and uh, depending on uh, how much time you spend at the, at the station. Basically, they, they want to incentivize spending less time per charging session. Uh, so this this is going to be how they're going to manage the new capacity. And of course, they're going to use the money they make from that to increase the capacity. So this is about what we expected from what we heard. Um, he said the timing is by the end of the year. I won't hold my breath about that. But we, we know like that the infrastructure bill is about to pass, apparently. We know that there's $7.5 in that for uh, charging stations. And what we are assuming right now, we don't have the final, like I've been trying to find like a copy of the final text, but it's been hard to get. I would assume that in the final text, Tesla knows that there's some kind of uh, requirements for your, your stations to be open to all electric vehicles in order to get some funding for that. So Tesla wants some of that money. And they, that, that's I think that's part of why they were doing it now. Uh, it would make sense. So I think whenever the, that money, the whenever they're opening the faucet for that money coming in, I think that's when Tesla is going to, start to get moving on that uh, opening the supercharger network plan that would make sense yeah all right all right where are we at where are we at uh, we can move from the earnings talking about the earnings we don't we don't have a sponsor for this episode of the podcast but we do have our electric shirts the nice electric shirts with the electric vehicles of note you can go down on any electric uh, 
Keep going. Any article on Electric, yeah. and uh, you can click on it right there, and you get to our Teespring store, and you can get you yourself a shirt. And now it's available in gray, too. It wasn't available in gray the last week when we discussed it. Now it is, and it's picking up. The gray, uh, I knew it. Set. I knew people would like the gray. And starting the cells are picking up for the gray versus the white. It's coming back. It's coming back. Um, all right, what we have next. Oh, yeah, that was an exclusive from Electric I had earlier this week. So I talked to a few sources at Electric, uh, Electric at <laughs> Tesla. Uh, and um, and they, they detailed to me a new shift that's happening. It's being implemented right now, a new shift in the retail strategy at Tesla. And uh, I think it's very interesting because to me, what it sounds like, it, the shift from back in 2019 when, when Elon was uh, I was saying everything's going online, we're closing almost all our stores and everything. Uh, and of course, we were, we were extremely critical of that plan. It seems, uh, uh, it seems a little bit um, butch. And, uh, and sure enough, they, they reversed that plan a few weeks later. And uh, we later found out that Tesla wasn't a cash crunch, but cash crunch cash crunched back then and uh, that that's what was motivating the move to uh to, to slash uh cost by closing those stores and and laying off a ton of people now they didn't end up laying off a lot of people uh in that move but they did end up slashing the the, the compensation for the retail employees significantly so that that was their compromise instead of closing all the stores now th this new shift is going to result in closing closing some a lot of stores but there's still going to be more stores. So they're just changing where the store is going to be. So back in 2018, Tesla made the shift towards um, high foot traffic areas, malls, uh, high-end shopping districts, and, and, and all that stuff. And um, now Tesla figured out that it's not it's not worth it anymore. The way it was, it was explained to me by sources is that they, they feel like now that uh, Tesla is the destination now. So they feel like they are, it's not a fair relationship that they have with those malls. Like they are paying high rent for there, but the malls are actually the ones benefiting from it. Like, and they, they admitted that the malls, to be fair, like some of some of those malls, they said that uh, it's it's beneficial for them to have a Tesla store in there. It, it does increase the foot traffic that they find out. Um, so Tesla is like, all right, we're helping you and you're not helping us. So like, that's just, they're paying crazy rent for those places. So now Tesla is going to close those locations and instead, they're gonna focus on low rent location warehouses to build delivery centers, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna keep what it was all it was explained to me is they're gonna try to negotiate with some of those malls where they already have charging stations uh, at at their parking lots installed, and they're gonna try to keep a location at the parking lot, so not inside the malls with the higher end stuff, but keep those those charging spots to manage uh, a test fleet. And uh, a lot of the employees, so that's the big thing too. They're not firing any employees. Like the, the retail employee, the the, the work, the headcount is gonna is gonna increase actually. But how it works right now is, so when you buy online a Tesla, whether or not you went to a store, you get assigned a Tesla advisor that's at a store. That that Tesla advisor is assigned a store. They we do work there or like they're around there and everything. That uh, not necessarily, they don't necessarily have an office there, but they 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 are, they are they're working through that store. Tesla find out that a lot a lot of people don't always go there at all, or if they go, it's very limited. They don't really need to go there. So a lot of employees are now going to work remotely. Uh, a lot of Tesla advisors, 
And when someone is is placing an order online, they won't be assigned in Tesla Advisor or the store. They're sort of, um, for lack of a better word, going to be a, a bunch of advisor working at one giant Tesla virtual store. And and those employees are, uh, or every time someone places an order online, uh, that that uh, buyer is going to be assigned a Tesla advisor at that giant central store that has no physical location. And uh, and and if they want to have a test drive, they can direct them to one of those cheaper new location that they're going to have in, in in warehouses and parking lots and things like that. And the advisor can remotely unlock the car, remotely give them access to to the car, and everything. Everything on that, of course, is going to get through to the Tesla app. To Tesla, is, Tesla is investing a lot in the Tesla app to be useful before you even own a Tesla. Again, we talked about the putting the supercharger. That's one aspect of it. This is one of the other aspect of it. Is going to be more important on that front, and um, and yeah. So basically, cost cutting for Tesla a lot. And uh, they're going to be able to expand their physical presence uh, for a lot cheaper because there's going to be more store. And they're still going to have those giant locations that you see like, on this picture here, for example, that's going to call them Tesla centers now where they both have service and they have they can still have a showroom there. Uh, but uh, that, that that's going to be more emphasized towards service. Uh, there's going to have smaller like location for, for those test fleet. So, yeah, a big shift in their... I I think that's probably I uh, you know a good idea like uh you know the I think it, the malls were good when nobody had heard of Tesla and mm-hmm. it was kind of like oh we'll, we'll catch some people walking by who've never heard of Tesla and they'll stop in and they'll you know do some perusing and maybe they'll you know want to check it out it was more like an advertisement not that Tesla advertises mm-hmm. um but now everybody's heard of Tesla um so you know, as, as you stated, like now, if you're going to a Tesla thing, it's not because you've never heard of Tesla. It's because, you know, you're curious about a car or some stationary storage or solar or whatever. Um, so yeah, the mall doesn't make sense. I mean, like the way, the way it sounded is like the mall should be paying Tesla because they're bringing people into the malls, uh, which, you know, obviously they're not going to do, but, um, and the rent on those malls, like people, yeah, it's crazy. Those are super high. Like it's tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars per month. Yeah, and and now Tesla is less. I mean, if you want, like a lot of malls have, you know, like offsite where you can go test drive. But like, really, you want the whole like experience. You want you want to have like charging stations. You want to be able to, you know, walk around back to the service area. You want to be able to do all the things that you do at a, like. A, you know, quote unquote, car, de- car dealership. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's no car dealerships at malls. I mean, they'll have a, you know, a Ford Mustang sitting in the middle of the mall for you to look at, but that's an advertisement. Um, so yeah, it, it, this is, this makes sense. That's an evolution. Um, that one time that Elon was going to fire everybody, uh, that seemed like maybe he had jumped the gun. So this is a nice, it sounds like it's going to be a more, measured roll you know roll out so that's good yeah. and funny enough like this is when like our relationship with elon went went sour like because we we did a lot i did a lot of reporting during that time critical of, of that move like I, I was saying that this is just a way like it's, i i said i didn't like that they were just saying like we're gonna fire everyone and we're gonna close those stores like this this is a crazy idea it doesn't sound like a good one 
Then when they reverse that move, proving me right on that front, they basically hid the fact that they were using that to just slash the compensation of all the retail employees too. So I was critical of that. And then, uh, then that's when Elon said that I was anti-Tesla and all, and all that stuff and everything. But <laughs> the, in, in retrospect, what it sounds like is that the, the way you justify it, and I, we had a conversation on Twitter at, at that point, in, in DMs, that he was explaining to me that uh, like we, we were right. Like what they, That's what they were doing. It's just that they were doing it because they were about to go bankrupt if they didn't do that. They were on a giant cash crunch, and they, need, they needed to do that. But and Elon was like mad about us at us for 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 reporting it like that. But but we didn't even know that. Like they they hid that fact from from everyone that they were in this giant cash rush at the time. This came out like after the fact. Um, look, I that that's more like of a stock uh, a stock price protection move. I feel like because the right thing to do would have been like to come out and like, look, we are in a giant cash crunch and we have to slash employee compensation in order to, to fix that. Like people are like, all right, do you want Tesla to die or you want to employees to, 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 to slash their, their compensation? Like most people are like, all right, if Tesla dies, we lost our job anyway. So we, we, we going to take the, uh, compensation, uh, the reduction. But if you do that, of course, then the stock price crashes and then that's affects a lot a lot of different people <laughs> rich people so they they didn't do that so you can you can see that move however you want uh but uh, i i just don't understand how elon's like can can say that we went anti-tesla because the way we reported on that back then like this this kind of blows my mind we were if anything we were just pro-tesla employees that's what we were yeah, that was a weird that was a weird time because like we thought we were helping out the, the community and, and everybody was that that's when it's kind of like, oh, we're not really a Tesla community, we're an Elon Musk fan group. Yeah. And that's that's the difference. That's when you can kind of draw that line. Like you can enjoy Elon Musk as much as you want. Mm -hmm. Uh but we are, you know, we are covering electric vehicles and electric vehicle drivers that's you know we represent our readers uh we're not beholden to any corporation or mm. or uh person yeah it's just like it, it, the the intent i'm always saying that but intentions matter like our intentions weren't anti-tesla uh and our, our our reporting would have been a lot different if if it was disclosed back then and Tesla was on a giant cash crunch. Like we would have mentioned that. Like that is a justification for those moves that we didn't have. Uh, but our attention was we're always good. Uh, all right, big big software update this week. Uh, a lot of new features that came out in this new uh, 2021.24 software update that is being pushed. I haven't got it yet. Maybe I'm backlisted. We're backlisted. Oh boy. By the way, I saw, uh, I think maybe Green or somebody, uh, a nice way to uh, get the latest updates is to go on your um, Tesla uh, dashboard and say, you want to get updates first and then turn it on and then turn it off. I haven't tried it, but... What, when uh, you say dashboard, do you mean on the website? Or? No, no, on the uh, on the actual car. Um, and you go, you know how you have an option yeah, to get... It's all, well, yeah, it's toggled on, but you need... On and off, you do. A yeah, toggle it off, toggle it off, and then toggle it back on again. Which 
then it, it does the, ne- the next update like pops out right you, away. you get the updates real quick oh yeah okay i'm gonna Apparently. try that i'm gonna try that after the show all right so in this update uh you have disney plus coming to the uh tesla theater app so uh with, with that now like tesla has basically has all the major like streaming service with netflix youtube hulu now disney plus there's a car wash mode uh interesting one that uh, makes sure that all the windows are locked the charge port is locked uh disable the windshield wipers <laughs> you don't go through the, the car wash and then the windshield wiper starts uh, a bunch of those features like uh, parking sensor lock remove uh, too so that you don't have all these alerts when the, the things that uh, go on you but uh i mean uh yeah you should i, I think Tesla recommends a contactless though uh contactless washing but so that shouldn't be a problem for that. Uh, put the cars in neutral too, if it's an automatic one that goes to it. Uh, all all those nice little feature that makes it easier to uh, to go through one of those car wash. So that's nice. Yeah, going through a car wash has always been a little bit stressful for me because yeah. you know the neutral is kind of a hard thing to get into. It, it's easier now, but it used to be kind of stressful. Um, and uh, of course, if you stay inside, all the sensors are going off, and and it's a little stressful. Yep. Uh, mirror auto dimming so now if you have one of the cars with equipped with the auto dimming you can toggle that on and off so can't believe that wasn't an option before but it is now uh dash cam improvements so now there's uh the the car is going to use its ai much like sentry mode to try to to detect an event worth recording and uh, record it automatically so before you had to click on the little icon with the red uh, recording on it to 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 save uh Ways it save the last minute or something like that, last two minutes or whatever. Uh, so yeah. now now they're gonna they're gonna detect an event, so so a safety event they call it, uh, such as an accident or an airbag deployment. So and automatically record uh, those uh, the the event itself. So it's basically like uh, a black box in an airplane. Another change: the range display. You can now switch it from a percentage to a miles just by clicking on it or tapping on it on the on the range display battery icon. That's uh, are you going to leave it on percent or miles? Always miles. Well, kilometers for me, but kilometers. (laughs) I always leave it on kilometers. I like to to see it when I when I drive, like just how faster it goes down, like kilometers wise. Like even though like I drive like ten kilometers. And it goes down by like fifteen. I'm like, all right, I need, I need to, I need to slow down a little bit or something like that. Right. So it's not calculating it all right. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like a laptop. Uh, my MacBook has a similar option there. Mm-hmm. How much and time you it, got left versus yeah. how how uh, much battery you have left. Uh, I don't know if I had that, but uh, I, I leave it. Uh, it's always just on percentage from your laptop. Uh, you have a hotspot now. Uh, you can uh, you can use the Wi-Fi hotspot when you're driving, so you can enable that. So it basically turns your car into a hotspot. So for people that want to enjoy some of the features that you need to have the premium connectivity for it, which is ten bucks a month, uh, you can now have that now and uh, use just the um, hotbox, uh, the hotbox, the hotspot on your on your phone. <laughs> Yeah, I thought when I read that title, I was like, oh, cool. That they're, they're allowing you to use the data that you're paying for. And I guess it's only 10 bucks a month, but uh, as a hotspot for your oh, you other it was the other way around. Like, yeah. 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 I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm wrong. I, I, but I think this way is more useful. That's more for like what, what people are going to want to use it. Also, if you have Wi Fi, do, do people that have just the 3G on the original MCU, is there Wi Fi on that too? I think so. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's Wi-Fi on every yeah. Tesla ever. Yeah. 
so so people that are gonna be in a region that they're gonna lose the 3g oh yeah because a lot because a lot a lot of a lot of region are retiring the 3g network now so if right. you have one of these original like model s or anything you cannot be able to at least use your phone to use some of the connectivity features inside the car so that's that's great news so that that's a big 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 part of the update here this uh hotspot thing and uh, finally languages tesla is adding uh hungarian romanian and russian to the language so you can expect some expansion in those regions now that uh they, they are available yeah uh russia would be a big one theoretically yeah i mean by the end of the year there's supposed to be or early next year there's supposed to be superchargers in russia so uh when, when that happens you know that tesla is uh is getting closer to expanding into those markets because uh service centers and superchargers are the thing to look for when you're in expansion. All right, we have two more news items to discuss, and then we're going to jump into the comment section. So if you have a question right now, put them in the comment section, and we'll get to them in like four or five minutes. Uh, Megapack, uh, Tesla opened up a configurator for the Megapack, and uh, they actually released some pricing. You can configure your own Megapack system, uh, just like the, the Power Pack used to have a configurator. And it starts with just one. Of course, if you start with just one, which is three megawatt hour. So like for a current, like it would be a big commercial project with just a single unit as big as a container you drop in and it's already ready to install. It includes installation. It's $1,235,000. You also have an annual maintenance fee of $6,500. So it's not cheap. Uh, for maintenance, I didn't know. Yeah, that. I, I figured. Uh, why does it need maintenance? It's pretty solid, and uh, you know, there's not much going on, like no moving parts. Um, like maybe that's monitoring, like uh, somebody's at some control room somewhere, making sure it's good. Yeah, I tried to look. That sometimes Tesla like have more information on those. It tells you like when the maintenance fee going for. I couldn't find anything. Um, and and they do say that it escalate two percent per year. Well. Yeah. It's uh, it's significant. Yep. If, Especially if, if you're dropping a lot. If it included something like Tesla's uh, auto bidder fee, uh, software or something like that, it would make more sense. Right. Uh, maybe it does. We just we just don't know. I'm just I'm just talking here. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. Anyway, one one uh, that that's like it's high for one makeup pack, but like the price goes down when you have more. Like by it goes down by a volume. I mean, like it, it goes up, but not. Um, not per kilowatt hour or i should say megawatt hours since it's three megawatt hour per unit the default one is 10 megawatts uh 10 megapacks and the price also goes down per kilowatts because at 10 meg at 10 megapacks it's done 10 million dollars so it goes down to a million dollar per pack and uh give which gives you a price per kilowatt hour a pretty good price of 327 dollars uh but but that's that shouldn't you, you shouldn't assume that that's like the battery uh price per kilowatt hour because there's there's like a giant power inverter in every one of those and like a, a giant one that 800 uh, 800 kilowatt ones those are not cheap power electronics is not cheap and um so you have, you have 10 of those in there so i would assume that the price per kilowatt hour of the battery level is closer to 2 to 50 maybe and uh, they, they, they also describe the installation process. You go with the project design. So after you put the $5,000 deposit on it, they contact you, design a project, they go to the permitting system, then there's construction uh, of it, then the commissioning, and then you have backup capability for critical load. 
Uh, yeah, we did we did a few other configuration. If you put a hundred of them in there, it, the price goes down to 280 per kilowatt hour. So yeah, I would assume actually, well, yeah, it has to be closer to 200 kilowatts uh, per uh, $200 per kilowatt hours for at the battery level. All right. Last piece of news we're gonna discuss is the Mercedes-Benz uh, presence at IAA. So we've been discussing a lot about IAA because uh, Electric is gonna have a presence there. The whole team. Uh, well, the whole theme, if if Seth can get his, his passport in time. So, I, yeah. uh, State Department, if you're listening, <laughs> just get set his passport that uh, he forgot to uh, renew in time. Well, uh, but there, I didn't forget to renew it in time necessarily. I yeah. uh, I thought there was like a normal renew time. It turns out it's it's gone from like one month to like three to four months to renew a passport. So, uh, it's not entirely my fault. I'll throw a little bit of blame at COVID or whatever. It's Biden. It's Biden's fault. Right. Biden. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, per, Actually, personally. Obama. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Obama. Uh, but I will be there if all goes well, if I can get uh, get into the country and everything. Um, and then Micah is going to be there, too, because there's a lot of bike stuff there, too. And we're even gonna have a booth there and everything. It's gonna we have a, we have gonna have a big presence and we're gonna check out everything at the show. There's gonna be a lot of new electric cars uh, on the there. We already reported on uh, Audi's expected to bring the first Artemis electric vehicle from there, a super efficient car. Now Mercedes announced a bunch of cars. So the new EQE is gonna be there, uh, which is expected to be a sedan. I think. Looks like a sedan. Which what is a sporty comfortable electric business saloon. It's gonna be a saloon, so yeah, sedan. The car combines dynamic performance and, and liquid relaxed travel and sets the new benchmark in its class. So I, I would assume it's the equivalent e of the class. E class. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's going to be a smaller sedan than the EQS, sportier. Then there's going to be the first battery electric Mercedes AMG. So that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, a saloon too. So maybe uh, an EQS type, uh, like an AMG version of the EQS. I was I thinking that. That's going to be pretty interesting because the EQS is already a pretty interesting vehicle. Like uh, Maybe a Platt competitor, MLS Platt competitor. Well, yeah, I mean, that's mm -hmm. uh, maybe not Platt, but well, the AMG, gonna... I mean, the AMG. The, yeah. An EQS, an AMG version of the EQS would be kind of a Platt competitor. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't, but I don't think they'll make it as fast as the Plaid off the line. I, I just don't think they can. But I think, mm. uh, I mean, you'd have to put crazy weird tires on it too. Mm. Yeah. But uh, it'll be, you know, Model S type type speed. You know, like performance, yeah. ludicrous. Maybe not. Plaid, and Mercedes but. has got a great handling and uh, drive drive performance, mm -hmm. especially on an AMG, AMG model. And they also have uh, this level three autonomy, which we're looking forward mm -hmm. to checking out while we're in Germany there. Yeah, if we can get a test drive, that would be great. Um, Mercedes Maybach also, that's going to be an electric concept, but you can you can expect like a extremely high luxury type vehicle concept. And uh, then the EQB is going to have, uh, I think it's, we've already seen the car, but it's going to be a European debut, basically. I think that's how they're presenting it. Well, yeah, a ton of great stuff from Mercedes coming there, but uh, a lot of other. I think I'm gonna hear a lot more in the next month about what's gonna be unveiled there. But Mercedes has been a little bit hurly. Yeah, I mean, we got some great stuff from Audi already. Um, Mercedes now. Um, I'm assuming BMW is gonna have some cool stuff. Um, maybe, maybe some non-European ones too, like. A we know Ford's Ford. gonna be there. Yeah. Uh, who else is gonna be there from the U.S.? I don't know. There's you know other other European brands as well, like. Uh, Citroen and all the mm -hmm. Peugeot and 
Renault. Yep. All right, should we jump into the comments? Yep, let's get in there. Um, so we we should start with the Trevor Milton. We didn't start with it, yep. but we, we got there pretty quickly. Uh, we got the audio fixed. All right, uh, from Facebook, Musk, it's a deal, but you will have to put a gun to your head and pull the trigger, cook, whatever you want, broski. We must have a killer new product pronto. All right, that's interesting uh, <laughs> a banter. A in your head there. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully <laughs> not. Um, so Elon blocking electric. Yeah, is he still blocking electric? I didn't check. I haven't checked. I didn't check. I'm still blocked, though, personally. Uh, I feel I feel like it's a personal insult to myself. I yeah. feel very very insulted, Elon. You dub, dub well, John Elon. Yeah, uh, he he's <laughs> done that. People, he, he's done that he, to other journalists. Yeah. For people should, who don't know, he's he's previously told other, another journalist that the reason he blocked them is for is is for him to feel insulted. Right, so, and so I'm 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 betting on the fact that if I let him know that I'm insulted, it he will feel like he has done his job by by uh blocking me it just seems weird because like we're assuming that was over the uh jamie's post about the well it's weird because you didn't post anything it was jamie but it's also weird that like why not just defend the you know your side of the thing versus the uh the other you know like the, Look, the he doesn't have to like that's the thing he, he, he doesn't have to and he can block me all he wants. I'm I'm fine with it. Like, it, 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 like I'm not gonna, like people say I oh, stop whining about. I'm not whining about it. He can he can do it. I just I would I would like an explanation of why. Because again, I I think that we agree with Musk on like ninety percent of the things. And I don't know why there's this thing that people have these days where like if you, like you disagree on one thing or you disagree even on part of something, and that makes you the enemy for some reason. Like this is so common these days. Like we we cannot focus on the thing we agree with. It's just like and, and discuss just civilly the things we disagree with. Is is just like oh you're an enemy now. Like we have to treat you like an enemy. Like I just I just don't get that. All right, well Fred, have you ever blocked anybody on Twitter because they disagreed with one thing? Not with one. I blocked a lot of people on Twitter, but the main reason I block people on Twitter is when when they they call me. Either a Tesla shill or uh, a Tesla short. Uh, like the, these people, like I cannot, I cannot deal with you because you already, you already branded me as the enemy when you do that. And then everything else you say on those people, like we cannot, I cannot yeah. discuss it. Uh, so that's the thing. Like so, it, it sounds like Elon did that with me. Like he, he, he branded me as the enemy, and like, like, like you're blocked. But I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm just, I just disagree with him on some things. All right, uh, Green Gold brings up a really good point. The fact that GM thought about a partnership with uh, Trevor Milton and Nikola uh, is very troubling. Yeah, yeah. What is going on with GM's M&A group there? They're just um, like a mess, a circus. What was the other? They had another really bad idea. Uh, GM had some other... Well, they had several things going on with uh, with Nikola. They, they, they right. had like a, an ownership thing, like they were going to take a stake in it. And right. then they were going to produce the badger for them. So then they killed the badger, and they were still going to like work on that. They, and they were working on hydrogen with them too. Uh, so like there was they, they had a bunch of different deals, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think there was like a GM board member on Nicholas' board or something who. Well, was the guy of... that did the SPAC deal 
for right. them for Nicola was a former uh, GM executive. Right. And I'm sure it was all shady and behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that does not like GM's management is already taking a lot of heat right now for all the other screw ups that are doing. This is not, it doesn't help. They, mm -hmm. they really may, may want to think about rejiggering that. Whole yeah, and thing, even right? Mary Barra was like, cause she was like directly asked, like, did you guys do any due diligence on this? And she's like, yo, or do you don't look into it? And no, we thought it was all perfectly fine. And all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, so more on Nicola. Uh, do you know if the Tesla Cato battery pilot line is producing at anywhere close to the 10 gigawatt hour maximum? I'm going to say no. I mean, 10 gigawatt hour is volume production by any stretch right. of the musician. So if they're saying that they are nowhere near, well, no, not nowhere near volume production, but they are not there yet, uh, then yeah, for sure, it's not, they're nowhere near 10 gigawatt hour per, uh, of annual production. All right, Tesla's website is not letting you place orders for the Cybertruck anymore. Well, do you mean pre like yeah, pre like reservations or whatever? Yeah, because I don't even see yeah. it on the website. Well, they they hide it, but uh, you 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 can access it through the menu. Uh, but uh, yeah, if if that's new, that's uh, that's strange. You should at least let you uh, make a reservation for it. I'm looking it up. Yeah, me too. All right, Cybertruck is there. I just typed it in tesla.com slash Cybertruck. Order now, hit the button. Yeah, me too. They will take your $100. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe it was just talk, thinking that since it's not in the top menu anymore, you can right. put it in, but uh, it's on the side menu and you can also just Google it and you're going to end up on the, on the Or just tesla.com slash Cybertruck. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, tesla Megapack has caught fire. Yes, we covered it this morning in the new. Australian battery storage facility. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot we know about it. There's they're still investigating the cause of it and everything. Uh, the uh, the only good news I would say uh, about that is th is that uh, it didn't propagate to the other yeah. pack because it's a giant project. There's a ton of mega packs in there. So the main thing you want is if there's a problem with one, you don't want all those mega packs to go in flame because it's like a hundred million dollar project. Uh, and also, like environmentally speaking, it's bad. And that that's one of the things that was bad about it. Like they had to like put uh, an air quality alert in the where the wind was blowing and everything because like there's this three megawatt hour in one of those things like when the whole thing burns it burns for a while and it reduces a lot of fumes so uh yeah i mean it's not it's not a pipeline exploding or it's not the gulf of mexico being being on fire but right it's not, it's not great either <laughs> uh ryan reeves says the texas dealership lobby is huge here in texas that the state legislator will need the factory up and running until any bills are passed to open up sales. That seems short-sighted, but he's probably right, I would assume. Yeah, it shouldn't really have to get to that. I mean, there's yeah. plenty of Tesla employees in Texas getting paid right now. I don't mm -hmm. see why they need to wait for that. All right, Aaron Brady says, Seth, you mentioned your participation in a WPP, sorry, VPP. That's a virtual power, power plant. Uh, I'm, I'm not in that, actually. Do you get your that, demand? Not the Vermont one? Uh, Did you ever know? You didn't opt in on that one? Yeah, there was a bring your, you know what? I don't know if I ever did actually. But it's, anyway, that's not a te that's not a Tesla VPP though, Aaron. That's yeah, a, the that's new Tesla the, VPP is the the the, the one in, in Vermont does use Tesla power walls, but it's 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 not managed by Tesla. Yeah, it so does I use I, the Tesla auto better though. Yeah, and I did not uh, get the, the, you know any check from Tesla. Um, well, you got you got your check for bill. Connected you solutions. Tesla Shield, though, right? 
Yeah, I got the Tesla show check. That's a monthly thing. Uh, all right. Hotspot does not turn the car into a hotspot. It allows you to use a hotspot while driving. Yeah. I guess, I don't know. I don't know how you could have put that yeah. in the uh, title. We, we it. Like it's still a hotspot feature. Like you can. Well, yeah, that, I guess I could have just said you use Wi-Fi while driving instead of just Wi-Fi while you're parked. Yeah, it's just it's just harder to explain. Like, yeah, how to put this thing in like a limited headline, people. Like, it's yeah, headlines can't be too long, guys. Yeah. Uh, why would you? Why would one want to turn off the mirror auto dimming? Uh, mm. There's some reason for it. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't come up with one, but uh, I'm sure there's some reason to it for it. While backing up at night, you can't see anything. Yeah, I mean, at night is definitely not, not always great, uh, uh, depending on the lighting situation. Uh, like if if there's a light shining on it, uh, it doesn't work great. Oh, Adam Wilcox, uh, we didn't talk about the bolt this week. Um, please keep the pressure on GM to finalize and provide a detail to their proposed fix. Um, we well, did I mean, put a lot of pressure on them. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard to put any more pressure on them. Yeah, you could argue we were really uh, leading the coverage on that front. That For sure. Uh, and you know, I, I should also mention it's not easy to do that because we, you know, we're obviously electric vehicle advocates. We're, we're we want to make sure that people aren't unnecessarily afraid of, you know, electric vehicle battery fires. Mm -hmm. But in this case, it's like there's a specific problem, and and yeah. the company really was dragging their feet on it. Yeah, so. in the electric newsroom, there were some discussions about that. How do we approach this thing? Like, was we 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 felt like GM wasn't handling the issue correctly, but uh, we also felt like, all right, if we just keep posting headlines about battery fires all the time, are we making more of a negative thing or than the positive one? But I think I think people understand like this is like a well, there's a problem with with some of the cells, and if there is one like with any auto manufacturer, we we have to address that. But in, in this case, like GM seemed to be dragging their feet. Uh, and not fix the issue, which I think that is going to be more negative about for EVs uh, long term. Yeah, especially as you know, the, the Cadillac Lyric is and the Hummer are both coming out shortly. So yeah. you want to kind of get that fixed out of the way, you know, so that yeah. you can start a new with new programs. All right, Green Gold said, "Is Tesla's forty six eighty battery production behind schedule?" Yes. Uh, and that's why they have a backup plan with the twenty one seventies. Yeah, that that was the scariest part of the whole uh, the, the whole earnings. I, I, I thank you, Green, and then I forgot to mention it during our podcast. But when, when Elon was like, uh, "Yeah, we we even have a plan. Oh, if 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 the twenty eighty uh, the forty six eighty are not are not ready, we we're gonna produce the new Model Y in Texas and Berlin with uh, a new like a hybrid pack." with the casting with the new casting but with 2170 cells which is not going to be a structural pack because the the structural pack my understanding requires the 46 format 4680 format so that that was the big tell for me that tesla is is, is behind uh schedule for 4680 cells because if they are thinking about this backup plan or if they're not behind schedule they are expect that they could be soon so because uh, again, they talk about this ten percent bottleneck in the manufacturing process, but sometimes like just one percent of the production process can require ninety percent of the work that you do on that production process. It's crazy. All right, uh, maintenance is basically a support cost, which covers software fixes and updates. It is standard for commercial products, even commercial software. Well, so we're that, talking about the 
Yeah, so you might you might back. be hinting at the fact that uh, Autobitter might be included in that too. And uh, yeah. All right. I think the difference here is that they told us about their backup plan. I'm sure they always have contingencies. We're talking about the batteries again. Yeah, but he wouldn't he wouldn't mention it like that on the call on the public call if if it wasn't like more likely than not that they could use it like a. If it was just like this, this backup plan, like you do, like you hire several different suppliers, just in case one of them is not gonna not gonna deliver, like you you don't mention that, like it's just this this seemed like more likely than not to me. All right, we're getting toward the end of the comments here. Um, Ten dollars EV stock that, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Like you you could have a good buy a hundred dollar for an EV stock. You could have a good buy for one dollars. It's just oh, this is a good question. All right, the Jose asked, uh, why is Elon out of nowhere suddenly siding with Epic on the Apple versus Epic case? I mean, $10,000 for FSD, which isn't fully available yet. So two things there. One, uh, the Epic case is that Apple, you know, pulls 30% of whatever goes through the App Store. Um, it's, a, uh, it's an interesting timing because, uh, you know, the Elon and Apple thing came out earlier in the day, mm -hmm. but um, we've also kind of speculated or questioned why uh, Apple has let uh, Tesla sell FSD and other up updates and stuff uh, without charging users 30%. And there's, there's a, there's something in the app store, which kind of ambiguously says it's fine for them to do that. But um, I think, you know, perhaps Elon's afraid at that some point, um, you know, Apple's going to start coming in, you know. Do, do, do we know why, why they, they are not? Because cause you, you can buy it through the Tesla app. Like I can buy it right now on the Tesla app. And yeah. I have an iPhone and yeah. it's a app store Tesla app. Yeah, there was some uh, Ben Mayo, uh, one of the guys on uh, the, the Mac Mac uh, team. Um had like there's some you know there's like five thousand yeah there's some loophole in there where tesla is a little bit protected i can't remember what it is something about services or whatever um but you know those things are kind of gray areas and and you always wonder like <clears throat> if apple's it feels emboldened they could come in and say oh you're getting ten thousand dollars from our you know iphone users for your full self-driving software uh we're going to take 30% of that, which would, you know, that's yeah, that, that would be crazy. It but would be crazy. I, I, I'm just, I'm just like, uh, so I, I can get if he's going after that to, to like, you see where it's going and everything. But right now, isn't Epic like trying to sell you like micro transaction inside their game, their app store game? Like, cause I don't, I don't, sorry, but I don't, I don't care that Apple is standing 30% of that. Like, yeah <laughs> it's uh that, that that's the thing here I, I get where he's coming from like that if in the future it means like oh yeah like they take 30 percent of something that they have very little to do here but like uh, the app store is is a marketplace like for for, for them it's just like the stream like for i get it for i get it for games like people want their games to ring high on the half store that's that's a revenue thing so yet the uh, apple is taking percentage of that but uh yeah, it's completely different. I feel like Tesla's Tesla's upgrades to the apps for your for your car, and at the end of the day, like because here, here's here's the thing: at the end of the day, you don't need to buy them through the app. I can go on the Tesla website and buy them through that too. So, 
like Tesla would Tesla would just I don't I don't see the fear that much for Tesla on that front because they would just shut it down through the app. It's just like don't do it through the app, just do it through your website. And you could go through the app and they would give you a link to the website where it would just pop up on your on your browser instead and just do it. Like it's I just don't see the, the issue there. Yeah, it's it's always curious because you know, obviously like things like Netflix, they want they don't want to pay Apple thirty percent of their you know revenue coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they would, I'm sure be happy to open up a, uh, a web, you know, a web page or whatever, but I think Apple doesn't let them do that. It's, I mean, it's going to be decided here pretty soon. I think it's going to go, uh, I, I think the government's kind of going to figure it out at some point here soon. I do mean, we know which way they are leaning? Cause, cause I, I don't, I don't, I don't see a Hippic having a case to be honest on that front. Right? Yeah, I think what I think they'll probably have some sort of creative solution like, hey, just open up a web browser or, yeah. you know, some, something, you know, Apple doesn't let people open up a web browser and, and make a transaction. But if they did do that, I think most people would opt for that. So I don't see why they don't mm. do that anyway. But like Jake's online has a good point. Apple doesn't take 30 percent of your Amazon in app purchases. Like what's like we, 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 we see a difference between like having a video game with microtransaction and, and relying on the app store to sell your video game versus having an Amazon app versus going on the Amazon browser on your phone. Like this, like we, 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 we get the difference here. Like this is kind of obvious to me. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't get why Elon's not making that distinction between the two, but. You know, I think he might be afraid of some future products. Like maybe he's going to, hmm. You know, maybe the software, maybe the you know the the handheld software is going to be different, or maybe he'll offer games in the Tesla app, or like you know, uh, you know maybe the the Tesla network. Um, you know, they'll charge. You know how they? I don't know how they deal with you Uber and Lyft, but maybe you know Apple's going to take a chunk of that. I don't know. Hmm. So right. anyway, that, I think that's all right. The end. That- that's pretty much it for us this week, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks a lot for watching on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Facebook, on wherever you're watching right now. And wherever you are watching right now, if you can give us a thumbs up, a like, whatever it is on your app, uh, we'd appreciate it. It's free and it helps the show more than you think. Uh, it push up us the list and up the list on the algorithm out there. Uh, and um, if you're watching on audio only on your podcast app, if you can leave us a review there with a little five star, that's also chef's kiss helps us a lot. Uh, so uh, thanks a lot. And we're going to, I hope you guys have a good weekend. We're going to see you same time next week.